Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very interesting video to share with you all today. And I think that is very, very interesting because there's a narrative that needs to be addressed about mainstream media. And it's no secret at this point that a lot of people mistrust mainstream media. And it's all across the board from Fox News to MSNBC, you name it, CNN. And if you're on the left, if you're a liberal, if you come somebody who consider yourself a liberal or somebody who supports uh, supports socialism or somebody who consider themselves conservative, you're a Republican or you're just independent and you really kind of just in, on the fence about all of this. Right. An important conversation has been had in our country that focuses heavily on the fact that we can't necessarily trust the experts and the people who are supposed to be telling us the truth and not keeping it 100% honest with us. And therefore, people have started looking to alternative modes of like getting information, YouTubers, podcasters, people of the sorts, you know it, myself included, right? And I would say that this fire conversation needed to be had. Now, before I get into that, I just want to point out something that it's been brought to my attention that my YouTube channel has been flagged by YouTube. And I reached out to YouTube in order to talk to them discussing the fact that I didn't get access to my merch shelf. And I was trying to understand why exactly I didn't get access to it, even though I meet the requirements. I'm well over a thousand subscribers. I'm monetized on YouTube, but yet somehow I don't have access to all of the privileges that come with that. And I was made aware that my YouTube channel has been flagged. And I tried to understand exactly why my YouTube channel was flagged, but I didn't get much information concerning exactly why. It was said that I had one video that was uh, violated the YouTube rules and somehow that disqualified me. Yet when the person sent me the article to read over, I noticed that it said that you had to have multiple violations in order for you to you know, receive some kind of punishment for it, even though they told me I only had one. And it's clear that I only had one, even though I removed that one video hmm, a long time ago. And it was a video about a political ad ran by somebody running for office who was hunting the KKK. And it wasn't it was a video that was on YouTube. And I got flagged for it, even though I noticed that other content creators have that same video up and didn't get flagged for it. And they blocked that video of mine. So I deleted it. And it was a long time ago. But somehow my YouTube channel is still flagged. And even though I only had one violation, that was still enough for them to keep me from getting access to all of the perks that come with it. So let's just say it's frustrating, but this goes into a bigger narrative about censorship. This goes into a bigger narrative about, you know, what conversations you can have, what conversations you can't, and exactly who gets to have the conversations and who doesn't. And it's been no secret for a very long time that I've felt, you know, disenfranchised by the YouTube algorithm. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to take pretty much all of my political and religious content and things of that sort away from the public and, you know, put it on a podcast form or put it behind the paywall for my members of the channel only. Because for one, I couldn't monetize those videos for two 
even when I monetize, even if I did get a monetized, I felt as if YouTube wasn't promoting those videos like they should have been, even though I had some great conversations, some great debates, had some guests on. We had wonderful conversations about gun control, uh, political pundits, abortion, you name it, all of the fireworks. And I just had to accept the fact that um, it was too hard to try to grow my audience while also doing other things on my channel that didn't relate to politics and controversial subjects. So I had to pick and choose. So I created this podcast, The Hobby of Hobby Show, which is my YouTube channel is now called The Hobby Lobby. And that's kind of how I ended up coming to that decision. And it only further verified my suspicion once I was told that my YouTube channel was flagged. Uh, maybe that's why my channel hasn't grown as fast as I thought it was. Um, it it grew tremendously in a short period of time. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of flatlined for the most part. And I don't necessarily know how to get past that. And I was told by the YouTube people, hey, um, there's this uh, situation where, you know, I can't override the system. The person that I was speaking to said that the system flagged me. And it was nothing that they could do to unflag me. And they couldn't tell me how long the flag would last. And I was just frustrated. And I actually have that conversation. And maybe I'll show the actual conversation at some point. But with that out of the way, I'm here to talk about Russell Brand. I just thought that that actual information was relevant to sort of the conversation that's being had uh, surrounding mainstream media and exactly, you know, the, the the state of our politics in America right now. So with this video, we got Russell Brand and he went on the Bill Marshall and he basically got into this uh, semi-conversation debate with this MSNBC host and it got a little, you know, heated, uh, you know, all in good fun. But pay attention because I want to break this down and, and actually give my thoughts on it and explain why this conversation is very important. John, I've not known you long, but I love you already. But I have to say that it's, it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest. That's, that's... Now, Russell Brand made a very big mistake here. And this is the reason I'm going to say that he made a mistake. It's no secret at this point that just saying that both sides are complicit or equal in their rep misrepresentation or telling lies is a big no-no, especially on the liberal side of the fence. Liberals don't like hearing the both side argument. They genuinely believe that the right is far worse than what the left does. And let's grant that argument for a sake. Let let's say that the right is far worse in their misrepresentation and lies when it comes to reporting the news. That still wouldn't change the fact that you cannot be a hypocrite. If you despise and you dislike what Fox News is doing so much, why is it that you would partake in certain similar behaviors? You know, just because your opponent is doing some unethical behavior doesn't then green light you to also do unethical behavior. Just as a thought experiment, ponder that, you know. We would wish that no sides would be doing this, but it's gotten to the point where now if you're a Republican and if you're a Democrat, most people don't even really want to engage in conversation. It either starts out as a debate or 
there can never be any words to bring anybody over to your side or try to convince them why they may be wrong or something. And it, it only makes sense because both sides are giving totally different narratives. And sometimes by omission, you could be lying to somebody. You don't have to directly tell a lie to somebody in order to mislead them or misdirect them. You can leave out important information and facts that will come to a certain conclusion on its own without you actually saying the words out of your mouth. These corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And, and unless we start to embrace... Here's the thing, though. And we have to be concerned with two issues here. The first issue is who are the big corporations and the companies and the private interests that are injecting their beliefs or injecting their motives into the news and skewing the results and causing these people to report a certain weight. That's a lot of pressure. And we necessarily don't know exactly what anyone would do in that circumstance because not everybody is a warrior. Not everybody's a fighter. And some people, they spend their whole career trying to be reporters and they don't want to lose their career because they're going against the establishment. But yet, as a reporter, I feel and I think that your obligation is supposed to be to the truth and getting to the facts and reporting the facts as accurately as possible, doing it ethically. And that may come into conflict with the powers that be. The media is supposed to be the the, the, the guy standing up for the little guy. They're supposed to be the ones sticking it to the people who wish to hide their misdeeds and try to manipulate the public. And that's what a reporter's job should be. And it also might, like... Second point, because I didn't make the second point. If the private sector doesn't fund the news media, the only other alternative is for the public to fund the news media, which means that you would have to pay taxes in order to, you know, give money to the media. And when the government is completely in charge of paying the media, then they become puppets of the government directly. Now, some would argue that they're already puppets of the government, but would you add taxes on top of that? It's not as simple as you would like it to be. I don't want my tax dollars going to pay for private corporations who run the news media. But at the same time, I do want a news media who's not only incentivized by making as much money as possible in order for them to survive. It's a tough line to walk. And it doesn't mean that we necessarily have an answer for it, right? These are complicated problems that take complicated minds to figure out and it would take some flushing out exactly what the problem is allowing these people to admit that they have a problem and then trying to find those solutions but yet as of this moment i can't necessarily give you a one-size-fits-all a situation that can straighten this out but there may be other models in other countries that have found a way to pull this off better just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we have to take responsibility for our own perspective. Right. I've been on that MSNBC, yeah. mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. on you're there. Not, I went on the show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried on. I've seen some MSNBC uh, clips, and I've watched a little bit of MSNBC. And the reason I say I watched a little bit because what I have watched I found myself being drastically uh, unimpressed, clearly hearing the bias in the voices of the host, clearly noting that certain stories was being 
talked about and others were being left out or certain details, which I know those details existed because I went to other sources and got the information. Sometimes you can directly see it coming out of the horse's mouth and they would either cut the clip or show parts of the clip and don't give you the full context surrounding it. And I think Russell Brand is absolutely correct in his, you know, S- summary at this point. Morning, Joe. Yes. Yeah, it, I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of ju- journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people. And- See, now, okay, now there's a clap for that, right? Now, he brings up people like uh, Snowden, for example. And I don't know where everybody stands on this particular situation when it came to Snowden, but I personally think that Snowden is an American hero. Now, we could disagree about exactly what he should have did or didn't do, but the courage it took to stand up and speak out against the fact that the government was actually, you know, using their technology and resources to spy on American citizens was something that people needed to know. What's sad and what bothers me the most is that it really didn't even make a difference. Snowden basically sacrificed himself for no reason at all. The government is going to use whatever resources they can in order to get whatever information they can, even if that means violating your rights. There are circumstances and situations where the police will get access to certain person's private DNA tests in order to find uh, criminals that is not necessarily the person DNA that they got. They use it to find a family member of that person who took a DNA test. And there's an argument about that. But, you know, right now we have these cell phones in our pockets, which we can use and it has stores all of our personal data, our photos and stuff like that. You think the government can't get access to that if they wanted to? Who's to say that they're not? I mean, we can't really trust the government. Yet some people would like to empower this government even more and give them more responsibility, more tax dollars. And I'm just not necessarily sure if I'm comfortable with the level of responsibility that our government has shown in order to keep enlarging them. The government is very good at doing a lot of things. And then there are some things that they were horrible at. To be able to acknowledge that they're very good at doing some things and horrible at other things is perfectly reasonable. I think the government does a lot of things that people don't even recognize that they do. And you have to give credit where credit is due. And I I think that as a conservative, I think a lot of people may not be willing to go that far. But, you know, if you open your eyes and you pay attention to like things like the FDA and like Bluetooth, for example, and satellites and stuff like that. The government has a major hand in that. When it comes to watching storms and stuff like that, the government has a major hand in it. And I just feel as if you can never just write off the government full stop because you don't like the government, but you have to be able to say, hey, you know, you do a very good job here, but that doesn't stop us from criticizing you in the other areas that you need to either improve or get out of the game in in general. So, you know, it's, it's a tight rope to walk. What he's suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people. And I think to sit within the castle. Yeah, this, this guy's looking lost. Like, are you serious right now, my guy? Are you serious? Are you are you really saying what you're saying right now? He can't believe it. MSNBC throwing rocks at Fox News is ludicrous. My friends, Make my MSNBC friends. better. My Make friends. MSNBC great again. My friend, I would love. I would. <laughs> the moment- he, he used that play on words, like make MSNBC great again. You know what I mean? Like, like make America great again. But in a way, it's like 
it's so easy. It's so easy to throw rocks at your uh, at the other side. This is one of the reasons why content creation as a YouTuber, a podcaster, or whatever the case may be is so hard. People get captivated by their audience. They get held captive. And a lot of people are afraid to speak the truth or say something that they feel like their audience might disagree with or be turned off by. I feel that you have to have a sense of integrity. I always try to be honest and genuine, even if I come find out that I'm wrong about a certain subject, because it's important to be right. It's it's important to have the facts and to be truthful. You can give your opinion on something. A lot of times in these debates and conversations, we get caught up in the philosophical jargon, while at the same time, dancing around certain facts. And sometimes the facts and the evidence that we do have doesn't necessarily get you to a conclusive solution. And some most of the time, that's what we're arguing about. And I feel as if, you know, always throwing rocks at the other side, it's easy to turn around on your own side and to critique them and criticize them for exactly what they're doing wrong. It's not easy, but I think it's worth it. If men can go to war, if men can die for believing in the things that they believe in and, and for the people they love, the least you can do is tell the truth. The least you can do is be self-critical. Russell, darling, um, the moment that you give me a specific example, an actual example. Okay, I'll give you oh, one. Wait, just wait. Wait, wait, wait. Just wait. See, now you said, like, give me an example. Give me an example. And then... Russell Brand is like, okay, I'm gonna give you an example, but he's still like, no, 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 let me talk, let me talk. Now, to be fair, Russell Brand has been talking, and maybe the guy has something else to say, and he's not getting the chance to say it. But it seems like Russell Brand is fired up at this point because he got this momentum going. He it seems as if he's like he has this moment to get something off his chest in front of an audience he usually probably doesn't talk to, and this is his chance. So uh oh boy is trying to cut in, and you know, Russell Brand is like. This is my conversation. I'd like to hear a specific example, a provable specific example of an MSNBC correspondent or anchor being on television saying something they knew was false and were saying behind the scenes to people, this is, I'm about to go out and we know that we know that the election wasn't stolen or something equivalent, example. but I will go, I but I will go out, but I will go out on television and say the okay. opposite. I will lie. When's I'll, my answer? But, but give, just give me a, give me the specific example. I'm sorry. All right, so he's basically saying, like, give me an example of something at the level of what Fox News does. To him, it's not necessarily about misrepresenting or saying something false. It's about the 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 seriousness of the conversation. What are we lying about, and how big of a deal is it actually? Not to say we don't lie. Come on, man. Like, let's be honest here. And it's a tough situation for him to be in. Maybe he didn't even begin to think that he was going to be having this conversation, but now he's up here having to defend his organization. And uh, I think a great man once said something along the lines of, it's hard to get somebody to understand something if they're paid to misunderstand. Like if that's where his bread is buttered, he has every obligation right now to try to defend his company. And that doesn't mean he's wrong. A person could defend something, even though they belong to a certain organization, but could be defending it righteously, you know. Um, but I just tend to disagree. All right, ten seconds. I'm gonna rewind it and then let's go. I will lie. Where's I'll, my answer? Wait, wait, give, just give me a give me the specific example. Yeah. Okay. Give me a specific I, I, example. I, I, 
All right. Okay. I'm with you. I think it's a false equivalency, Russell. It's a All right. So Bill Maher jumps in. It's like, you know, I think it's a false equivalency, right? And this is this is what I I've I hear people argue about just this that comparing the left and the right is wrong because they just don't compare. While you're quibbling about these little lies that we told, you're missing all of the major lies that's going on here. It's 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 fundamentally who is doing the most damage. That's what it boils down to to some people. Myself included is why do we have to choose? I mean, I got merch on my merch store that says no tribe is the new tribe. You don't have to choose. You can sit this one out. You could be a conservative and decide I'm not picking sides. Your conservative philosophy has everything to do with how you choose to live your life and how you choose to vote. You don't have to defend every single thing that a Republican does. You don't have to, you know, agree with every person that calls themselves the same thing that you do. There's it's perfectly fine to have disagreement amongst your own ranks. It's perfectly fine on the liberal as well. You know, liberals disagree on a, on a wide variety of subjects and so do conservatives. Yet, uh, I think that more and more, because we focus on a lot of certain big issues that nobody acknowledges that because we're so busy fighting about the big issues, we don't realize all of the other issues that we can see nuance in. And I'm, I'm speaking as a conservative, but I'm also speaking as a, an American. And I'm an American before anything else when it comes to politics. When it comes to how I vote, when it comes to who I listen to, when it comes to me searching out the facts and trying to be accurate, I'm an American first. And you have to think like this as well, because there are going to be liberals who are maybe sitting on the fence who may agree with you on 10 different subjects, but you'll never get to it because you're being a conservative first. And I see liberals be liberals first and the other way around. And why? You don't have to choose. Like I said, just choose not to choose. Some people say not making a choice is making a choice. Well, call it what you want. But yeah, I, I've gotten to that point to where I'm less interested in being right. And I'm more interested in, uh, you know, getting to the bottom of things. And even if that means proving myself wrong about something. It's, it's, a, it's not about bias. It's a false equivalency because you don't actually know anything about any of these organizations you're talking about. You don't have MSNBC ones. All right. He says it's not about bias, right? It's always about bias. Usually when a person has a bias, they don't see it because they're biased. It's hard to see past your own BS. It's hard to smell your own farts. It's just the truth of it. That's why you have to be open to hearing information outside of your bubble. Sometimes it's best not even get in a bubble in the first place. But he said it's not about bias. But I, I, I cannot believe that. If any of y'all ever seen MSNBC, you can't say there's no level of bias there, right? Now, this particular video, this podcast is probably not going to get monetized. I've said certain keywords that are probably going to buzz, but I want to let y'all know, look, I make these videos because I enjoy them and I also want to share them with you. I want to put my opinion out there. And I hope that for those of you who are capable to, you know, support this show this channel in any way that you can, whether it's buying merchandise, whether it's doing a donation through Cash App, PayPal, or Super Chat, however you can support the channel, you know, please do. Because at the end of the day, you have to support the voices willing to go against the grain, willing to have tough conversations and willing to say things that not everybody can. 
not everybody has the ability to do so or not everybody has the courage to do so. Now, I could get on here and I can take a hard line and only feed a, sp a specific niche and reach out to a specific audience with no nuance and the money will probably flood in. But everybody's already doing that. And you already have a million people out there doing the same thing. So I, I think, why not have something new or different? So if you're able to support, support. But let's get back into it. And thank you for your support in advance. So it's a false equivalency because you don't <clears throat> actually know anything about any of these organizations you're talking about. Even on MSNBC ones. Big fucking deal. My darling, it was <laughs> You can't come yeah, out with You don't have a single, you have a single actual fact. Do you want an example? Do you yeah, want an example? Yes. The ludicrous, outrageous criticisms of Joe Rogan around ivermectin, deliberately referring to it as a horse non, medicine when they know it's an effective medicine. Yeah, that, that's what not a Rachel Maddow turning up on the team. This is a good example, though. Like, I mean, he didn't expect him to give an example, but now that he's given an actual real example, dude is not having it. He's basically turning it off. Now, he might think that this particular lie or this particular misrepresentation of the facts is a non sequitur, like it doesn't matter. But it does matter because people take their health very seriously. No matter where you fell when it came to COVID, you would like to be able to go somewhere and get some reliable information. But when you turn to one person, they're telling you one lie. You turn to the other person, they're telling you a different lie. And now you're confused and you don't know who to trust. Who do you trust with your health? My personal uh, belief is your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Develop a relationship with your doctor. A doctor you can trust who you know has your best interest at heart. And let your doctor, you know, tell you what the medical advice should be and what's the most accurate information, you know. And that's what it's about. Not enough people have a good relationship with their doctor. And I think that that's a big mistake. Find you a doctor that you can trust. And if the doctor that you're seeing right now is not that person, look elsewhere. That's just, that's the free market, right? And I just think that we shouldn't be leaving it to these new organizations to tell us what truth is. Because, yeah, they're going to get it wrong. And not always intentionally. Majority of the things they probably get wrong could be by accident. But you would think that it wouldn't be by accident because they're supposed to do their due diligence. So in a way, I can, it's only natural for people to assume that they're doing it intentionally, you know? But I don't really believe that a lot of these people go to school to become journalists and then get out so that they can lie to people. I mean, there are other things you could be if you want to lie. You could be a politician, for example. TV well, saying if you take well, this vaccine, you're not going to get it when it hasn't been clinically trialed for transition. You have to listen. Oh, well, do you think you can improve America by determinately and avowedly condemning? All right, Odu saying we could all be better, right? And well, I mean that's a genuine way to be, but it's more of a d dismissive. Like we could all be better. I don't know this guy. This guy might be a good guy. Um, and you know maybe he's doing his best, or maybe he really believes what he's saying, and he's doing his best to defend it. Uh, Russell Brand just seems like, you know, enough is enough, right? Enough is enough. Are we going to get to this place in that country where we just say enough is enough? It, it, it's not just about America. If, you, if you're in a different country and you're listening to this or watching this, you know, ask yourself, what do you expect from the authorities? The people who call themselves the elites, the people who make decisions every day that impact your life, your children's lives, your family lives. Like, what level of trust should you be able to put in these people? I'm not saying you should trust them like you trust your mom to protect you and keep you safe. No, that's your job. You know, keep yourself safe. You go out work and you provide for yourself. But 
you want to feel like the people who are responsible for making important decisions about your safety, about your country, that it's in reliable hands, at least reasonably reliable. Do people make mistakes? Yeah, of course. But it shouldn't be certain types of mistakes. And we all believe that our politicians should be able to at least agree on the bare minimum, like truth, honesty, uh, you know, certain fundamental values that the country is built upon and that they agree what the government was established for and protect that. But even these days, we, we can't get that. But Russell, let's get it. Going to get it when it hasn't been clinically trials for transition. You have to listen. Wait. Do you think you Not can improve America I by determinately and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're? Okay, now Russell Brand is looking at the crowd now. He's no longer. This is not a point that he's actually trying to make to this guy. I think Russell Brand is trying to talk to the the American people. I think he's trying to speak to something bigger. He's trying to draw out. Uh, a fundamental truth or something that resonates with the average American citizen, regardless of where you sit on what political aisle. I'm not too familiar with Russell Brand's work. I don't know if he's a liberal or conservative. I don't know exactly how he, you know, identifies himself. But with that being said, he's making a very valid point. And this point is not for this guy. This point is for the American people. And I, I can completely Get behind that. Participating in the same game. Right. Did you not just listen to Bernie Sanders, <laughs> someone who plainly legitimately believes in this country and believes it's possible to change, but is bound by corruption, is bound by the lobbying system? All right, so look, he getting cheers for that now. Now the boy preaching now. He he then became a full-on preacher. And all right, he brought up Bernie Sanders. Then this says nothing about Bernie Sanders' policies. And look, I don't agree with Bernie Sanders on very much. But what I will say is I really honestly, genuinely believe that Bernie Sanders, in his own way, cares about America. Um, you might say he cares more about the world than he does about America. But he, I believe that he genuinely cares about America. Do I think he gets a lot of things wrong? Of course I do. I mean, we just fundamentally disagree about the economy and government and what it's meant to do, right? But I can acknowledge in a person that they honestly, genuinely care and disagree with me and not out of some some evil place. Bernie Sanders might be a good-hearted person and has the wrong prescriptions. I, I could agree with that. And I will, you know, go after him about some of the things that he says. But overall, I can't disagree with Russell Brand here and say that, um, you know, Bernie Sanders is, you know, say he's evil or he somehow you know hates america i don't believe that even though a lot of these politicians like the bernie sanders i don't think they do enough to persuade the american people that they have their best interests at heart but some people disagree with me to change but he's bound by corruption he's bound by the lobbying system now about the corruption that's just facts all of our politicians are trapped by fingers that has their hands in like places that we can't even begin to understand and fathom. And if you don't even know who's pulling the strings, how do you even begin to know how to fight them? That's one of the biggest problems with having such a big federal government is it makes it nearly impossible for you to understand every facet of it, to truly understand what's going on and how to fix a problem. And nowadays, everybody thinks they're an expert on everything. And in reality, nobody's an expert on everything. Nobody. Even if you're a scientist, you probably specialize in a certain field or one or two fields. You're not an expert on everything. But yet, 
everybody wants to be right. Everybody feels like they have to have an opinion on something. And I really do believe it's a distraction. I really do believe that we're so busy bickering about each and every single thing about this trans issue, gay issue, bathrooms, or, you know, abortion. Like we're so busy fighting over all of these things. And I'm not saying none of these things matter. What I'm saying is there's much bigger things going on behind the scenes and we're too busy, you know, fighting to even begin to try to diagnose the problem. Surely it's clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices. Yeah, he preaching now. He didn't turn to Bill and he, you know, he got it. He got it going on. Right. He, he's really like, I'm loving the energy. I'm really loving the energy. The energy don't matter, though. Like you can't be passionate as much as you want about something to be wrong. But I really think that Russell Brand is right here. I think he's speaking to something that matters. This is why I wanted to cover this video, because I think that. If you didn't see this, you should see it. Clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices that systemic change is required. Money has to be taken out of politics. We need new political systems that genuinely represent ordinary Americans. Now, this is the meat of it. And I think this is what he shined the most at this point. He said three or, few, three or four things that just really, I think, conservatives and liberals agree on there's dark money there's money in the in the in the government it's corruption it's not looking out for the ordinary person it's is not like nobody is benefiting from having big corporate interests basically pulling the strings of our politicians i don't like crony capitalism i don't think anybody likes crony capitalism and when you have people with big money who can sway politicians one way or the other and politicians are vulnerable to that type of influence. Who do you think they're working for? Are they working for us or working for them? I like capitalism. I like being able to start my own business and try to make it in this world. And I make a break myself. I take the risk, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. And sometimes you fail, but you do it on your own accord. I like that philosophy. But when it comes to people who have succeeded and made their money, using that money in turn to manipulate the system in order to enrich themselves even further, that is anti-American. And I just, you know, can't get with it. And I know liberals can't, I know conservatives can't, and there's not enough conversation and dialogue happen about that to where there's real force. But, you know, I think I can see conservatives and I can see liberals and independents all getting together and marching and fighting for a cause like this, holding their politicians accountable to the American people. So that we can overcome cultural differences and bickering about which propagandist network is the worst is not gonna save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American yes. child, not gonna improve America's standing in the world and the world needs a strong America, I'll tell you that. Look at that, this man is not even American and this man came clearly to say the world needs a strong America. It needs a strong America. And the reason that the world needs a strong America is not because America has all the guns. It's because America stands for something. America isn't an ideal. It's a multicultural melting pot where people of all races and ethnicities come to meld together and try to live amongst each other. And we have the most diverse population when it comes to that. People from all over the world, all condensed into this country. And like 
it's supposed to stand as a beacon. It's supposed to set an ideal that other places can try to live up to. And when you see the shiny hill and you, you see Olympus and it's falling apart and there are cracks and you see people manipulating and charlatans taking advantage of it, what does that say to the rest of the world? It's, it's, it's amazing what he just said. I'm going to rewind it 20 seconds. Let's get it. going to save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American child, not going to improve America's standing in the world, and the world needs a strong America. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So you have an obligation, a duty, not to condemn these people. He said you have an obligation, a duty, not to condemn these people, right? And that's how I always felt. Like It's about conviction. It's it's always been about conviction to me, right? Whatever your your flavor of Kool-Aid is, whether you like grape or whether you like strawberry or you like the mystery flavor, it's about what are your convictions? What do what is it that wakes you up in the morning? What causes you to see an injustice or see a wrong and want to right it? And now we just become, you know silos we've come we become people who just argue for the sake of arguing we debate for the for the sake of debating like i like debating but like i hope to accomplish something from it and i think that more and more people need to recognize like i i don't have any enemies liberals are not conservatives enemies and liberals and conservatives are not liberal enemies now i know that there are going to be liberals and there are going to be conservatives who go places, dark places that we can't follow. And these people are a threat and a danger to our society. And we should be able to isolate ourselves from them and point out those people. But we have to be able to clearly define what that is. We have to have a general understanding of who is bad for the country and who just is confused or there are a few things we disagree on and these issues need to be met in the middle. Some compromises need to be made, but that's democracy. That's the only way to move forward. You can never get 100% of everything that you want, nor should you, because then that would be an authoritarian state. And it's not designed that way. And I don't think many people want that. So maybe we're having the conversation wrong. Maybe we're not hearing each other out. Or maybe we've become so divided to where we can't even see a path forward. But I don't believe that. I really do not believe that. Um, I have many friends of many different political persuasions, and we get along just fine. And I just think that there's much more to the story. And believe it or not, most of the country is not political at all. Most people don't even vote. Uh, it's not that high of a voter turnout. So there's a lot of people who just tuning out. And there are more people tuning in, but the people who have the loudest voices are usually the most radical. And now that we have, you know, tools for these people to get their voices heard, they're going to take advantage of that. But the question is, do you have to listen? So I think I'm going to leave it there. I appreciate y'all taking this journey with me. Um, if you're new to the channel, you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, follow wherever you can and wherever you get this. Peace and glory, everybody. Be peaceful and be great until next time. You know, I'm out. <laughs>